Welcome to Untapped, a weekly podcast where you can learn, apply, and share how to go beyond your human potential to live your best possible life. Join me, Natalie Sisson, on my personal challenges and experiments, including training for triathlons, as well as my interviews with inspiring everyday people who've pushed through their own mental, physical, and entrepreneurial boundaries to reach their full potential. So welcome back to another episode of the Untapped Podcast, where we're all about tapping into your full potential. And I couldn't think of anybody else better to do that with today than my dear friend, Osman Sharif, who's joining me all the way from Scotland while I'm in New Zealand. We are literally on other sides of the world. And I think that's been a pretty common thread of our friendship, hasn't it, Osman? Absolutely. I love the fact that it's like your morning and it's my evening, but it's just all fun when we ever get to speak. I also love that you have this perfect podcast microphone now and it makes your your voice sound even more silky smooth like chocolate. So we've had some fun times over the past few years with people sometimes not being able to understand your thicker Scottish accent for those people who haven't been exposed to it. So if you need to, you can listen to this in one and a half times speed or (laughs) 0.75 times speed, depending on if you can understand either of us. So we really wanted to dive into the topic today. Actually, Osman, why don't you describe what we we discussed talking about? Because I think this is super powerful. Absolutely. So I think for us, it's so important to talk about how are we living? So how sometimes we can live in our past and that doesn't help us in any way. And sometimes we can live in our future too much and we miss out on the present moment. And I've heard so many people saying, you know, you need to be present. And over the years, I've also said to myself, I want to be more present. But in reality, that could be quite challenging, but it has great power when we actually do it. Yeah, because you're focused on just the here and now, what you can deal with right now and just being really grateful for that versus worrying about the future or dwelling on the past. And we both have just also recently watched Brene Brown's new documentary around vulnerability and courage. And so I think we're probably going to weave all of these things into our chat today. Osman, do you just want to give a quick recap on why you're awesome and why you and I are both destined to talk about this and specifically your expertise and experience in this? Oh, thank you for those kind words. So I had a very traditional world where I started in the corporate world and I thought I had my path all laid out, which was very much the vein of what we're talking about, having that future all mapped out. But then I came across NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, which basically got me to open up my eyes into how we all think, how we all act as human beings. And that basically changed the trajectory of my path after that, because I've always loved working and helping people in all my roles. And I thought, this is what I want to do. So to cut a long story short, I then did training to become an NLP coach about 13, 14 years ago. And then I quit my job the week of getting offered a promotion in a great industry and a great company to go and take these uncharted waters. And since then, I've loved helping people to get out their way. My business is all about rapid transformations and really working, especially with business owners, to really help them to be brave, to help them to go after the goals, but do it in a way that actually works for them. So that's what I'm all about. And that's how our paths crossed uh, many years ago, Natalie, didn't it? Yeah, and I th- it's just so many parallels with what you were saying and your path and journey because when I was in the corporate world and I got that promotion and that bonus and that raise and I did the same thing and quit to go off into my uncharted waters of co-founding a tech company, um, 
in that very moment, I think we were upping our brave. We were being incredibly vulnerable and saying, you know what, I think I back myself, even though I'm really freaking scared. And I think there's better work that I can be doing and making more of an impact. So yeah, it's pretty fascinating. And it has really worked well for both of us, I think, to draw on those experiences as we've coached and mentored and taught people over the years. And so I think we've both been through quite a few transitions recently. Well, you know that I have. And so I think what we really wanted to discuss today was, as you just said, not dwelling on past stories, but also not being too focused in the future. And I'd like to actually first start with dwelling on your past or leaning on your past and why that's useful to a point and at which point it becomes dangerous. That absolutely is a a million pound question where who we are is a combination of our past experiences, right? So we can't run away from our past and that's not what I think we should do anyway. But there's so many times that we can still be dictating or creating our goals in the future based upon our past. And that could be our past stories. It could be our past memories. It could be our past decisions as well. I know far too many people, and I'm sure you do know as well, where they made a decision at some point in their life And that's the goals that they're still working towards, even though in reality, it's not motivating them anymore. It's not inspiring them, but they're still going after that goal just because they made their decision. And that's when you're living in your past. I personally think a lot of goals have a sell-by date and we need to keep making sure that they are the goals that are right for us right now. And that's where we've got the flexibility and we've got the choices. So it's about creating our future, remembering what we've learned from the past, because there's no point going through those experiences, especially the heartaches, and then not learning from them because we can then just go through the same motions again and again. So absolutely learning from them, but making sure it works for you in the present moment and in the future. So many great nuggets that I want to speak to there. Absolutely. (laughs) Couldn't have put it better myself. The past stories bit is just such an interesting one, isn't it? Because I catch myself quite often, although less recently, because I'm very aware of it, telling myself a story that no longer serves me. And I'll be like, because I've done this in the past, therefore I'm going to do. And then I actually literally have to stop myself and go, hang on, what are you basing on that on? That was yeah. 10 years ago. And 10 years ago, you were a totally different person to the skills, experience and environments that you've been in since then. I also love listening to my friends, partners, you know, family telling these stories. And I often will just interrupt that pattern, which I'm sure you'd be proud of me for, because that's what NLP is often about interrupting patterns and saying, what basis do you believe that on? Like, you know, what proof do you actually have that that is still true and feasible? And you'll often see them sort of thinking, oh, that's true. And one of the biggest ones is I'm not a good singer or I've never been good at painting. And uh, I'm like, well, have you ever practiced singing? Have you ever gone and got a vocal coach? Have you ever actually done anything more than just tried a song in the shower and gone, gosh, I must be terrible. Same with painting. You know, I don't consider myself a painter, but I know that the more I practice and the more I learn, and if I go to some lessons and I go to some art workshops, I'm probably going to improve. And those are simple examples, but it's the same with people who say, I'm not a good writer. And I'm like, well, they're really the best writers turn up every single day and write thousands of words and continue to craft and hone their skill. And even they wouldn't say that they're great writers, but the point is they have been consistently working on that skill. And it just, it fascinates me that we do tell ourselves so many negative stories every day that really just don't serve us and aren't actually who we are and who we've become. And then the more and more we actually tell ourselves that, the more we believe them as well. And that becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy. A couple of weeks ago, I went to an amazing workshop in Edinburgh by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And what I loved about him was he had all the science and all the, the medical parts around how our brain works. So he was talking about 
every time that we tell ourselves or think about past memories, what we're doing is we're actually firing those same neural pathways in our minds again. So if think about it, the more and more you talk about your past, especially in a negative way, you're just reinforcing it. You're just making it even stronger. And therefore, it can be harder to to break that connection in, in a way as well. And I love all the examples that you shared there because all those stories end up becoming our beliefs. And think about it, we're not born with all these limitations, but what makes us then have those beliefs that, you know, I'm not good at writing, I'm not good at numbers, I used to have a belief that I wasn't good at telling the time, the amount of people's over the year, Natalie, that the years that I've actually helped to get over limiting beliefs. And what I love about it is when you don't have that story anymore, there's that void right? So you don't have that same story holding you back. And then you have that moment to really be vulnerable to go, ah, well, if I no longer believe that I'm not, you know, having that limitation, what am I going to do? And that's where the whole Brene Brown philosophies, I think, really come in, because we have to shed some of those stories to allow us to really go, right, now what? How do we then take the courage? And how do we then become vulnerable to do those things that are uncharted or unknown and that's what creates our new stories and our future as well yeah absolutely and i'd love to add an example to that of my own which is one that happened last year i've talked about it on the podcast here before but i think it's really good for me to share and be vulnerable which was when i was going through a launch which you know i've done many many launches over the last sort of 10 years of running my business and each year they've proceeded to sort of get better be more successful make more money impact more people And last year, I decided to launch again, post my book with something that has been successful in the past, but I changed everything up on it, attempted to make it better, redid it and launched it. And it was just kind of this flop in my mind, at least. And uh, lots of effort, lots of money spent, lots of people involved, really disappointing result. So disappointing that it really knocked my confidence because I was telling myself a past story that I launch courses online. I launch them well. I've done so in the past. Every single launch I do should be successful, which for everybody who has ever launched anything online, courses, books, products, programs, services, whatever, that's not the case. Every single time you launch, even though you might have some good history and some good data to go on, Things are going to be different, different environment, different set of skills or experience, different marketing aspects that you're going to be putting in, also changing times and how sophisticated people are and understanding what's happening in the online world. And all of these factors, I guess I had considered, but not necessarily enough to see how it might impact things. And so it was actually a story that I think I've been telling myself from ages ago, rather than almost treating it as starting afresh and going, okay, this is a new set of circumstances, new audience new course, all those good things, it probably would have been really successful. And what I ended up getting, I would have been happy with. But because I was totally focused on that old story and the old me and what I'd achieved in the past, the barometer of where I thought I should be was completely offset and just super disappointing. And it really knocked my confidence. We talked around that time. And when I actually went back and looked at the data and the numbers, it was pretty much on par with previous ones. I just didn't have the same amount of exposure, awareness, traffic, emails. I hadn't put as much effort into the right places. And I'd also taken my focus away from the things that I love most. And so when I actually looked at the numbers versus the story I was telling myself, things were quite different. And coming striking forward to now, that experience taught me so much. It was a little bit like it did leave a void after that because I had to let go of that belief that that was what has happened in the past and now I'm starting afresh. And with that new void, once I got over my confidence moment, I actually filled it with continuing ongoing proof that I still have the skills and the experience 
and all the things I need to be successful and to do well. And every single moment that I did that, I've had more and more people come to me and ask me to consult for them, to strategize for them, to do all the things that I kind of thought that I sucked at in that moment, which has been in some ways probably the best lesson that I could have learned because everybody else has proved to me (laughs) that I'm worthy, that I'm successful, that I can do these things. But it was a hard, it was a really hard lesson to learn primarily because I was stuck in that old story. And the great thing is that you've got those learnings. So which means that you've created a new story going forward. But this is where I see so many people falling into the trap. They could have had an unsuccessful in their eyes launch or a relaunch of something. And then they have that story around, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe it's past my time. Maybe it's never going to work. And if you still have that story, guess what will happen? nothing or that's where people can then go off down a different path because not because they're choosing it but because they think well I need to give up or this isn't going to work and I also see that especially with those like me and you I work with a lot of business owners that have come from a traditional corporate world and then they've taken these paths of being an entrepreneur but many people have had great success in the corporate world and then they go right I'm going to start my own business And they automatically assume that they're going to have the equal success straight away in that world. But it's a completely different environment. It's a different mindset. It's a different way of working. And that's why I, again, definitely get the calls or the emails saying, ah, this isn't working for me. Help. I'm stuck. And a lot of times it's about helping you to understand you're no longer who you were back in that old environment. But who are you now? What's important to you? Are you using your entrepreneurial superpower, which I bang on all the time about? And what are your goals? And are you really acting like the entrepreneur or the business owner? Or are you still thinking or acting like the employee that you might be used to? So again, this is why it does get back to the core message of we have to have courage, we have to have bravery, and it is vulnerable. I particularly loved what Bernie Brown talked about in terms of when you're vulnerable, there's uncertainty there's risk and there's emotional exposure. And if you think about the example that you've had, and many people listening to this, I'm sure, are listening and thinking and nodding their head, every time that you went for that big push, that next goal, that's scary, it is vulnerable. And by you doing that is where the magic really happens. Mm, Yeah. Do you want to repeat those three things again? So it was every single time there's vulnerability, you have to have risk, uncertainty, uncertainty, And emotional exposure. Absolutely. And that's why if you don't have those feelings, if you don't feel like there's a risk involved, then you might be being complacent. You might just be um, playing it safe. I'm just trading the same things I'm doing and I'm not really actually stepping things up. I'm, I'm still playing small in that way. So again, really, that's what got me when I started to watch that documentary. I, I started to watch it basically to fall asleep. And um, the worst thing I could have done, because an hour afterwards, I was wide awake and I remember thinking, this makes so much sense both personally, but also all my clients were flying into my mind thinking, well, that's why they're being vulnerable. That's why they need to take that extra step right now to be courageous because that's them going to move into into the future. I can't believe you watched that documentary to fall asleep. Brene Brown's awesome and she's so funny. And she really holds an audience. Like I watched that entire thing through. It was about an hour and 15 minutes, yeah? yeah? And I don't think I wavered from it once. Definitely. I know that's a bad thing about actually just flicking through Netflix and thinking, let's just put something on just to fall asleep to. And then you see something, you go, oh, this is great. And then, um, yep, I was wide awake. (laughs) Actually, just while we're on the Netflix thing, I'm not a huge fan of watching TV. And uh, what I treat myself to is a movie every so often, including 
the Avengers, the big movie that's out right now at the time of this recording. However, I do love seeing more and more documentaries or documentaries around earth, sustainability, environment. So basically switching what I would typically watch, um, and I'm all for comedy and humor and et cetera, but just no longer watching ridiculous, violent movies, aside from maybe the Marvel ones, but actually filling our brains with these things that really make us think and challenge us and make us question and make us learn. Such an important part of, as you said, switching some of those beliefs and stories is by learning new things and replacing previously what you thought with a new fresh perspective, which is one of the best things you can do when you're wanting to learn and, and push your brave. Definitely. And I think for me as well, it, it feels ironic because I've been sharing this with a lot of my clients. So I've been in this world for over 13 years of NLP and coaching and personal development even before that. But we constantly have to learn and relearn this. And that's where, you know, even when I've you know watched that documentary that we talked about, there's another one I watched recently called Heal. And that was on Netflix as well. And that was all about the mind-body connection. That really, again, got me to sit up and think about, well, we've got so much potential in our human brains, okay, and our human bodies. And why is it we, that we can achieve some miraculous things like recovery and healing in a way, but why is it sometimes difficult? And um, I'll give one quick example. As you know, I had a fun accident. I'm calling it a fun accident when I was playing trampoline with my eldest son back in September, which basically meant I had to have some major surgery on my leg. And after it, I wasn't really bothered about it until the doctor started to give me messages like, oh, that's a kind of a, you've got quite a trauma in there. Do you know what I mean? We're trying to figure out what you do. So all these stories that that person, that doctor said to me, I didn't actually quite realise the impact that had until very recently because I kept even still having that story in my mind thinking, oh, this is going to take long to recover from. Oh, it's still painful in that way. And then when I actually stood back and it was when I was at the um, Dr. Joe Dispenza's workshop, I thought, do you know, this is a, not an issue. This is a small issue in comparison to what other people go through. And honestly, since I changed that story in my mind, I've not taken any painkillers. My wife's even commented that whenever we go out to play with the boys on day, days out, I don't even mention, oh, right, well, will my leg be able to handle it in that way? And again, we just have to constantly relearn that. And that's why it goes back to what we started talking about. I was living in the past of what happened rather than actually waking up every day thinking, how am I feeling right now? Because actually right now I was feeling good. And in the future thinking, things will be perfect with that leg. And so having the vision to be able to move it forward and not getting caught up in the past. Yeah, it is a constant learning. And I think that's why so many people stray away from it or think it's too hard. Because if you really want to tap into your potential and be your best self and be thriving rather than surviving, you're going to have to put in the effort every single day. But in my mind, it's like exercising a muscle. You know, I'm training for triathlons pretty much every single day because every time I do, I make a micro improvement towards a better performance. But along with that comes way more energy. I'm lighter. I'm leaner. I'm stronger. I'm more focused. I just, it's absolutely spilled over into every facet of my life. And those are the benefits that I get from every day doing the training. It's the same with working on our mindset working on our energy levels, whatever it may be, put in the effort daily and it's just going to stick with you for life. But you do have to turn up, show up and, you know, work on yourself. And that's exactly by being being in the present. That's where the work happens. Okay, so you might have a goal to do a triathlon. You might have a goal in your business. 
But again, I see so many people living in the future. They think, oh, I'll be happy when I've done that or I can't wait till I've got enough money to make that happen. And that's where you're actually falling into the trap of not doing what you could do right now to make that happen because all your energy, all your focus is on that future thing and you're wasting your your energy or your actions or not doing what's really going to move the needle for you in the present moment. So that's where for me, it's a big learning around it's only in the present moment that we actually can dictate and create our future. So don't worry about the future, have some visions around it, but really actually enjoy being more in that present moment. And worrying about something that's completely out of your control and hasn't even happened yet. It's just insane. Like when you actually say that out loud, right? It is insane. And I know that people get to worry and we worry about the environment and is the earth going to still be here in 12 years time when the temperature has gone up, but you absolutely have to live in the present and do what you can today. So what are some of the ways each day, Osman, that you sort of learn and look to improve yourself or whatever you're doing? Let's just both jam on a few things that we do in a given day that really help us. Absolutely. So one of the things, and it totally links into one of your previous podcast episodes, I was laughing as I was listening to it in the car a few weeks ago, is I'm actually, I'm in, I'm in that daily uh, meditation phase at the moment. And I'm loving it. And that, again, is inspired by, you know, I used Headspace app before and I now I'm doing a lot more Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditations. And honestly, I'm noticing such a huge difference about just being more present, showing up in that way. So that's becoming a, a daily habit for me as well. And another thing is just about prioritizing. So I used to always be that person that would say, I'm really busy, I'm really busy, I'm really busy because I get involved in lots of fun projects and work with lots of amazing clients. But really actually taking that time. I do it in the morning where I just look at, well, what's the key priorities? What am I focusing upon in that day? And therefore I feel more in control because in the past I'd go, I've got that to do, but tomorrow I need to do that. And next week that's happening. And that's where it can become really overwhelming and actually just enjoying what I'm doing as well. And if I'm doing something that is, I'm noticing I'm getting quite, you know, demotivated around, or it's becoming a bit of a chore, just recognizing, well, do I have to do it? Why am I doing it in the first place? And even am I the best person to do it as well? So that's often when I'm not playing to my superpower and my strengths. Yeah, I love that. Excellent. So glad that the meditation's working for you. I'm still big into my gratitudes. I did an Instagram story the other day. I'm just more than ever, I've always been somebody who stops to smell the roses, but more than ever with autumn coming here, I'm just every single day seeing the world with fresh eyes. And I actually really appreciate that about myself. It's one thing I hope I always have is just being able to appreciate anything. The blades of grass, the beautiful trees, the changing colors. Even when I'm on the train and I've been commuting into town, just looking at the scenery each day in a different way. Listening to audiobooks. I'm getting through so many audiobooks on not only the train, but when I'm out cycling or running, every single time I go out with my dogs, I've been doing more Sudoku cryptic crosswords to keep the brain firing and all those neurons. So those are some of the ways in which I guess you're always constantly challenging yourself and also just being a lover of learning. So different books, different aspects around that. And with the triathlon side, what I really like is it's opened up my desire to really understand how to fuel my body efficiently how to train efficiently, working with a coach on that. It's actually got me back to my excitement of way back when I was doing body sculpting. And in that year, I did an exercise prescription certificate from a university. And I feel like I'm getting back to that side of myself where I want to deeply learn more about what I need as a triathlete to feel my body with, how I should be training, and all the other ways that I can make all those micro improvements and tap into my potential. So sometimes it's taking on a new hobby, a new sport, 
a new yeah a thing that you want to learn actually going away to study at university or school or all the online courses that you can do but really diving deep into it I think is sometimes a great way to get rid of those old stories and peel back you know a new layer of yourself that you get to dive into and be excited by plus it stimulates every other aspect of your life and how you want to work live learn and interact with people Definitely. And I think so many of us, from my experience, can get so outcome focused. It's like, what's that goal? What am I trying to make happen? And again, I'm a firm believer of having goals because that then helps you have that vision of what you want to create. So what are you doing in the present moment? Um, and I co- um, and I facilitate 90 day mastermind groups and we're, we're about to start our third one. And what I've particularly loved actually observing groups of people and how they interact is that some of them have got really strong outcome focused goals. But some of them, what they've actually made happen in the 90 days is actually, I don't really care about that they've smashed their goals. But what I've actually loved seeing is the behavior changes that they've had, the performance mindset changes that they've actually experienced. And we're having this conversation with them as we wrapped up the last 90 days, Natalie, about that actually so much more powerful in my mind compared to hitting a goal. Because once you've hit a goal, sometimes it's like, right, what's next? But if you actually really look at what is important to you, whether that's a new hobby, whether that's a new learning, whether that's a new habit that you want to establish in your life, that can then last. And that's where you then build upon from the next day, the day after, the week, the year after. So again, I just want to kind of say, because that was a, that's been a mindset shift for me. I used to think in the past, it always had to be a concrete goal and not necessarily give credit for the behavior side. But actually that's equally or sometimes even bigger in terms of creating our futures, I think now. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up. And I'm going to link to in the show notes, which will be at nataliesisson.com forward slash 017. I will link to a couple of things that Osman will probably share, but also a video I did on habit stacking, which I, I do believe is such an important, powerful tool. And also one that I did around intentions versus goals. And goals are fantastic. For example, I've just entered in to be my first ever half Ironman, which is happening in around six or seven months from now. But I'm not actually focused on I want to do really well in the Ironman. I'm now focused on how can I become the best possible version of myself and the best athlete during that time? What do I need to do every single day from now onwards to step up and continue well past that big goal into doing this for years? And so I'm really glad that you pointed that out because yes, it's a big goal. So now it's given me like an anchor, but my intentional setting of tasks, activities, things that I want to do each day leading up to that is what's going to keep me in the present moment. And once that goal's gone, is not going to leave me feeling empty or like there's this sort of gap because I've got a pathway, a continual pathway of learning and improvement. So I'm really glad you brought that up because that's been one thing that I've definitely worked on in the past probably five to 10 years is goals and intentions together make you a really, really well-rounded person. Totally with you. Yeah, perfect. Anything that you'd love to uh, wrap up on, anything that's really been coming through with your clients recently that you're seeing kind of as a, a trend that you've been helping them with or that is just more present than ever in the way in which we're living our lives? I'm sure we could go on about this for ages, but just what's one sort of trend that you're seeing coming through that you've been helping people with? For me, a big thing that I've noticed, and I did a podcast episode about it as well, is that whenever we step up, whenever we are being more vulnerable, whenever we are being more courageous, or we're in that space where it's the unknown, often what we can experience is that what I call the breakdown moment. And I'm not saying that it's a complete, you know, you're having a complete breakdown, 
But when you're in that moment, that's when we can start to question ourselves. We think, is it going to work? Okay, am I going to make this happen? But honestly, and I've seen this countless times over the years, that actually a breakdown often happens just before that breakthrough right? So anytime that you are thinking and you're pushing yourself out your comfort zone or you start to question yourself, am I doing the right thing? Should I continue to do it? Really just embrace going, the only reason that you're feeling that right now is because you're unfamiliar territory. It's showing that you are growing. And it's how do you embrace that to know that I want to get through to the other side? Because I've seen far too many people that just, you know, that stop shy of it. And that's when they don't really get the magic or the results that are just around the corner. So it's one thing I've been noticing, and it's a big part of when I'm talking to clients and in my mastermind group, is when I notice them having that feeling of, oh, is it working? Or they're in a bit of shaky ground. I'm celebrating that thinking, you're in a perfect place because I know that there's a breakthrough that's just around the corner. Yeah, I love it. And that saying, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going is very applicable in this moment. And it's not just about being tough, but it's like in those moments, you really need to find the resilience to take that extra step because you're on the precipice of greatness. You don't want to give up just before it. And I really love that you said it usually means you're in uncharted territory, which can be scary. And that's where your vulnerability comes out. And those are when the beautiful breakthrough moments and growth come for you. So thank you so much. I will link to your beautiful podcast that you did all around vulnerability after watching the Brene Brown documentary and a few other things in the show notes. So thank you so much, Osman. Quickly, where can people find you? And I'll also link to that in the show notes. But what's the best place for them to continue this conversation with you? If they pop over to rapidtransformation.co.uk, that's where you'll be able to find all the podcast episodes different blogs that I've done and also how do you actually really get out your way that's what I'm all about so hop over there and please do connect with me I'd love to hear your journey that you're on as well and final very important question are you able to come over in December to support me at the half iron mat no I'm just kidding I'm trying to get my support crew together but I know you'll be there in spirit because you've got other important things happening around that time absolutely I'm always here just in the other side of the world and an internet connection Um, I love the fact that actually we've only seen each other a handful of times in real life, Natalie. A couple of amazing experiences in Bali, in London and Portugal. But whenever we do get back together, it's just like, you know, no time has passed. So I'm looking forward to the next time we have a a real in-person meetup. 100%. 